Well, welcome to The Journey. My name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. And uh, this is uh, Suicide Awareness Month. And uh, some of the guests that we have on this particular month is a little bit uh, little bit different than we've done before. A lot of times we have stories of individuals who, who come on, talk about their personal stories of transformation. This particular month, we wanted to feature a couple different programs that are happening within... Um, specifically the Rockford state line area of how they're um, helping to make some differences in, in our youth's life. Last week we had uh, Elliot Gannett um, on the show and, um, and now we have his uh, business partner, uh, Nick. Uh, I just lost your last name, Nick. I've just, <laughs> you, it, go ahead, go ahead and say your last name. Nick. Yeah. Votava. 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 Yeah. Okay, thank you. And, um, and and so, Nick, uh, tell me a little bit, uh, or tell us a little bit about um, yourself. Like, what do you do when you have an opportunity to have fun? What, is, what does Nick do to have fun? Um, all right, so I'm obviously, so I run Rockford Barbell. I'm obviously a big, big part of, of Rockford Barbell. Um, and personally, I, I enjoy lifting weights. I enjoy, you know, kind of all forms of exercise. Um, additionally, I like going outside, um, do a lot of camping in the summer months, um, like to travel. Um, so recently I started, I started trying to, um, do the highest point of each state. So trying to, trying to do, well, I've done all the Midwest and I just recently went out to Utah and climbed the, the mountain out there. So, um, yeah, traveling outdoors, fitness, um, kind of what I like to do for fun. Nice. Well, how many, uh, how many states have you checked off your list so far? So I started this journey a couple of years ago. I've done 10 states so far. Um, so most of the Midwest and then just recently this summer did Nebraska and Utah's. Gotcha. And so when you, when like, obviously when we think about West, we think of, you know, when in Colorado, you have the Rocky mountain, um, you know, national park, you got the, you know, the different mountains that are connected to, um, to the Rockies. Illinois, what's the highest point in Illinois and where is that? Yeah, so the highest point in Illinois is called Charles Mound. Um, it's the very northwest tip of Illinois. So north of Galena, maybe just, you know, as far as you can go, you can see Wisconsin border and Iowa from uh, the highest point in Illinois. Nice. Okay. Okay. And then and Wisconsin's highest point probably is that, is it close to there or is that or is it so further Wisconsin's north? right in the middle of the state. It's about four and a half hours from Rockford, just straight up. Um, it's called Tim's Hill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. w- was there anything in particular that drove you to want to uh, accomplish that? Um, just prioritizing travel a bit more, seeing some some sites I hadn't seen before. I think a lot of times we, we want to travel to those cities or to the, you know, more I don't know, beautiful places, but I think, you know, exploring what's around us and exploring, you know, the Midwest and seeing, you know, these different areas has just been a fun thing to, to try and do. Perfect. Perfect. Well, let me, uh, are you from the Rockford area? I am. Yep. I was born and raised here. Um, I went to school in the Rockford Lutheran schools. Um, and then I went on to college at the university of Iowa. Um, so I, I studied art and psychology while I was there. Um, spent my four years there and then I, I moved back to, to Rockford and started working here. Gotcha. And so, yeah, so tell us a little bit about, you know, number one, you know, how did you get into uh, fitness and, and weightlifting? How did that all come about and what have you done with that you personally? And then how did you get into uh, social work and psychology? 
Yeah. Um, so growing up, I, I was involved in sports. I really liked like the competitive aspect. I participated in, in football, wrestling and, and track. So I did all three seasons and was, was always pretty heavily involved um, in sports. Um, being that I, I was from Lutheran, I went to Iowa. It was a pretty um, big transition. I knew I, I had an experience of kind of small Lutheran schools, um, but then I knew I wanted something different for college, kind of a bigger bigger scene. Um, so I knew I wasn't going to do competitive sports when I went to college, um, but still wanted to, I still maintained a level of fitness. Um, but it wasn't until after college that I, I realized the, the place that fitness really had in my life. Um, so wrestling was my primary sport in high school. And I, I, I think I got a taste of, of what real training is um, and what it did for me mentally, um, as well as physically. Um, and then once I moved back, I realized, you know, I really need to take, you know, fitness more seriously. And I really, this is really an important thing that, that has helped me, um, personally. So I started getting more into it, um, when I had moved back to Rockford. So I started with CrossFit, um, and doing, doing kind of competing in that a little bit. Um, but that was my journey into, into discovering weightlifting, um, specifically Olympic style, uh, weightlifting. Um, which I've now done for the last, I don't know, five, five, seven years. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and then, yeah, having a psychology and art background at Iowa, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Cause that's kind of a, uh, that, that dips right into like a lot of my family. So that's why I'm, yeah. I'm curious about that. So. Yeah. So I went to college really not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew I had enjoyed art and I wanted to pursue that. Um, and then I started, you know, I was taking our classes, primarily painting, um, some printmaking sculpture classes. Um, but then I started picking up these psychology classes one by one, um, eventually thought I was going to get a minor and then that turned into being a, another major, um, really enjoying those classes, kind of learning about, you know, myself and my thoughts, as well as, um, you know, extending to, to how people in general, you know, process things and, and think and, and move about the world, um, so yeah, I, I, I studied both. Um, I think they both kind of complemented each other. Um, a lot of my art was, was kind of psychology based. I did a lot of like pattern making and, um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it was an interesting kind of, kind of dual pursuit um, during that time. Gotcha. And then, and then you went on to get your master's and, and that was in social work, correct? Yes, correct. So yeah, four or five years ago, I went back and got my master's in social work, um, originally thinking that I would um, be a school social worker. I had I'd worked in schools kind of throughout my time back in Rockford. Um, I, I started my career back here um, as a truancy worker. Um, I did that for about five years, kind of going home to home and, and talking to parents about school attendance and the importance uh, of education. Um, and I did a couple other programs through uh, Youth Services Network um, that were all community-based, um, and, and that was something that I wanted to continue further, um, specifically social work and, and meeting people kind of where they are within the community um, and, and trying to support um, in the best ways we can. Gotcha. And so once you get your MSW, where did that lead you to go? Um, yeah, so I was a school social worker in the Harlem School District for three years, um, and simultaneously, um, Elliot and I had started Rockford Barbell um, kind of during that time. So yeah, post-masters, um, was, was working there full-time um, while also volunteering uh, here at Rockford Barbell. 
Um, so kind of building those two things kind of simultaneously. Um, and COVID happened during that that school school time, so that was a little it was it was a challenge um, mm-hmm. the school years. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And it's still, even though we're back into the schools now and, and there's not much remote learning at all, uh, it is still, uh, the, the challenge now is, is recovering from uh, the impact of, of, of the quarantining, of the remote learning, of um, j- just all aspects of the pandemic. So, uh, so, so why don't you kind of give us, uh, tell us a little bit of Rockford Barbell now and tell us about, um, you know, what's the vision of Rockford Barbell? I know Elliot explained a little bit about it last week. Um, I know that there, it definitely started off as a grassroots um, aspect of it. And now it's kind of evolved with some grant money coming in. So, so yeah, tell us a little bit about it um, from your perspective of how it got started and the vision of it and where it's yeah. at at the moment. Yeah, so we were transitioning to to a new gym. We knew we wanted a, a weightlifting gym. Um, it was it was Elliot and I and a and a group of teachers um, that all kind of started Rockford Barbell. Um, we probably had five or six educators um, that kind of had this idea of, of having a weightlifting gym and then and then bringing kids in to to allow them to learn and allow them to 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 get into something that we've all felt has benefited us so much. Um, we know that, you know, us working within the schools, we know that schools do a lot, um, but are still in need of more support. Um, so we, we had this idea of starting a gym and, and having kids um, be involved um, in, our, in our space. Um, and, and it's evolved um, into what it is. So we started in 2019. Um, so we've been running for about three years now. Um, but like you said, it, it's kind of evolved over time. And as we've been able to get more community support and funding, um, we've been able to, to, to grow ourselves um, into what we have today, which is two programs. We have a weightlifting program as well as a yoga program. Um, but this year, we've, we've really um, been trying to, trying to solidify our, our systems and our processes. Um, and so Rockford Barbell is, has kind of launched its new mission, um, which is to improve the social emotional well-being um, of you through mindful movement and trauma-informed practices. Okay. And, and when, just for the, for the average person who's listening, um, mindfulness movement and trauma-informed uh, exercise, you know, you know, creating a trauma-informed space, maybe explain a little bit about what those two things mean. Yeah. Yeah. So mindful movement, when we think of mindful movement, we think of, of, of movement that puts us in the present moment. I think is kind of the easiest way to, to think about it. If you're doing an, an activity like weightlifting, it, it requires full concentration um, in order to get the most out of yourself. So you, you can't think about all the things that happened in the past, and you also can't worry about those things that happened in the future. So having movement that gets us into that, into that here and now moment um, is what we're promoting. Um, we know that this is, is, is often the intention with yoga and we're trying to spread that into, into highlighting that for people with weightlifting, um, as well as, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's been, it's interesting when you talk about that, I having, you know, been lifting weights since, you know, I was a young person. I started lifting when I was 11 years old and, and, everything that you just said, obviously, is 100% accurate, right? And, and when we talk about or when I've heard educators, or other types of teachers talking about um, 
the idea of mindfulness, they talk about it conceptually. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the hardest thing about teaching a concept like mindfulness is that if it's just in the, in the concept form without the experience, you know, it's, it's, it's much different when, when we are experiencing it. And then, then you can point out you just did it. That was mindfulness, right? you know, and, and, and so versus conceptually talking about mindfulness and then attempting to try to, Right. You know, ex- how, achieve it. how can we expect to get someone in the in the present moment by just telling them to do so you know it's like it's so hard to sometimes control our thoughts and control you know our emotions our emotional responses to things right but but if we can if we can move a body into into a more present space um you know things things become a little bit more our thinking becomes a little bit better our emotional regulation um, is a little bit more under control um, and, and kids witness it and kids experience it for themselves and understand, oh, you know, I was able to, to do this. Now, what else can I do? You know, mm-hmm. seeing that those improvements over time, um, there's a lot that, that we can work with kids on, you know, using the tools of yoga and weightlifting, you know, to impact thought and, and emotion. Well, and I think the other key aspect to it, you know, we were talking about the pandemic earlier. And when I'm teaching some of my classes, the idea of of introducing the concept that we may not be able to control or we can't control all the stressors in our life mm-hmm. but we can control our uh, our response how we're managing our stress and right. and so it is you know there's i think there is a, still a common belief that if if i man if i manage all the stressors then I'll somehow i'll have a stress-free life as if that is like a goal and and i number one i don't think it's possible number two i i think that is probably a pretty misguided or misdirected thought process because number one i don't think it's possible uh to to remove all stressors for an extended period of time uh, i just don't think that's how how life works. And I don't know if that's beneficial because how do we grow and develop if we aren't pressing up against those stressors and going and moving through those stressors. Um, And, and you know, so I think, I think definitely think that part of it, but being able to um, having a young person experience that and recognize that you just did that. I mean, like you said, in, in wrestling, when we were, I remember training for wrestling and there was time, I mean, it didn't matter what my, te- what test I had going on or whatever, when I was running, you know, some of the, some of the conditioning drills, all I could think about was how I was feeling at the moment. Yeah. You know? and, and yeah. And your ability to push through those, those barriers you might be having. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And then you were talking about uh, another part of the mission is trauma informed. So maybe explain a little bit about that. Yeah, so so last year I was working um, at Youth Services Network um, within. They have uh, a trauma clinic there, so I was given a lot of a lot of trainings um, in trauma. Um, and Elliot and I have have taken some trainings and and learned. You know, the more we learn about trauma, the more we we can support it. Um, so so creating a space that that's comfortable for anyone, no matter you know what their experiences may be, um, whether they've experienced significant trauma or are less lesser traumas. Um, we want to create a safe space um, to, to be able to have conversations with, with students for them to feel supported um, 
you know, some students come in um, and they're, they're overly aroused, right? They've, they've gone through a long day. Um, they're, they're having a hard time just regulating their, their thought or their emotion. So providing, you know, providing a safe space where, where they can go outside for a minute or they can, you know, collect themselves and just having a level of understanding um, of what our kids have experienced um, and, and providing, providing that safety and that, that support for them, um, no matter what their experiences may have been. Gotcha. So, so a big part of, of it is by by you and Elliot and the other volunteers being aware of what's going on. That if someone's coming in, uh, if a student's coming in and they, you know, are either uh, maybe uh, hyper aroused in in and presenting themselves as either as angry or over overly active or maybe the opposite, right? Right. You know, more melancholy or whatever, that there may be more to that story. It may not, it, it it's more than just maybe being in a bad mood or in moody. hundred percent. Right. So like you, you kind of mentioned, right. So we have, here's kind of two ways you can go when it comes to stress and when it comes to, you know, experiences, you can be hyper aroused, meaning your, your nervous system is um, up and overly active, um, or you can be hypo aroused where you're kind of shut down and kind of quiet. Um, so we can, we can use movements that actually target these things and, and push people into, into bigger, better regulatory states. Um, so when, when we when we see our kids, um, part of our warm ups, we we will use movements that either slow down, slow them down, or those kids that need to be sped up a little bit, we will use some movements to to speed them up. Um, so it's kind of cool to be able to, you know, apply some of what we've been learning into the actual movement, um, and and hopefully get more out of our kids and and see that more improvements over time. You you know, and I think again, being able to move from introducing a concept to to students and then actually bring them through experiencing it i think is is one of the huge benefits of what you guys are doing with rockford barbell and and i know as a as a social worker and a school social worker and i think i mentioned this to elliot last week was that um you know when i was at harlem and and i was coaching and i was working there as that school social work there was many times that probably the best counseling that I ever did was in the weight room or on the football field or, or wherever I was at, because um, one, they were, I was, I was able to instruct them and, and model for them certain, certain exercises for them to self-regulate and be self-aware, or maybe the other way around self-aware. So they could choose different things to do to self-regulate their emotions, right. their mindset. Um, and then, which would then create that sense of safety or sense of belonging, um, which, which they may not be finding in other places in their life. Right. Right. So when we look at like trauma informed care, um, often, you know, what, what's necessary for that process to begin is like, a, is a therapeutic relationship as well as regulation. Um, and then we can get into talking and we can get into like more traditional, you know, narrative type therapies or, or discussions. Um, but without the relationship and without, you know, the regulation piece, um, you know, it, it's hard to communicate in, in productive ways um, with students or with adults or whoever it may be. So, you know, what Rockford Barbell is focusing, focusing on um, is those relationships as well as is that self-management piece or the regulation piece of, of getting people into a state where, where we can have, you know, more honest and open conversations and, and work on that problem solving 
um, in whatever life area um, they may, may need help with. You know, and, you know, right now I'm uh, doing a lot of talks um, at, at different uh, either schools or community, you know, um, uh, you know, with educators or with students or with different community agencies. And we we talk about the incidences that lead to uh, a person being predisposed uh, to being in that darkness, to that suicidal mindset, right? That that sense of hopelessness. And, and a lot of it is those ACEs, those adverse childhood experiences or that trauma that they may experience. And again, we can talk about, you know, the statistics and we can talk about um, some of these concepts, but I think what I'm most drawn to with what with the program that you guys are doing is that it actually is putting into action um, ways of bringing light into someone's darkness, um, bringing hope into uh, someone's darkness and, and creating those protective factors. You know, right. we know we know that, as I mentioned earlier, I don't believe that we can control all the risk factors. We can be aware of them. And we can we can attempt to address them, but I don't know if we're going to be able, you know, to to you know stifle or control all those risk factors. But if we have some protect, we have enough established protective factors, um, like those relationships, like learning how to you know themselves, learning how to regulate their thoughts, regulate their emotions. Um, and and the sense of that they are able to accomplish something, those are all huge um protective factors i think and so i appreciate what you guys are doing um so one of the one of the questions i wanted to and again without using any names um and i know there's probably tons of stories you know of of individual students that you've seen um kind of transform from who they were at the very beginning and who who they are now um any 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 particular story pops out in your mind yeah, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, students that have been with us um, for, for a long time, we, we see the most growth with students that are able to be be there consistently um, and, and put forth a good effort. Um, we, we see the most growth of them. Um, but some of the things that we see is is just being able to, to stay put in one one platform. So we have seven platforms in our space. Um, and, and kids are always working together in groups. Um, but, you know, sometimes when they come in, they may wander here and there and, and away from their spot. Um, but over time, they develop more focus. Um, and with that focus, they can, they can maintain a little bit better relationships. They can, they can help their partners have back and forth about what each other need um, in order to, to be successful and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so the kids are always given a program. So, so we ask them to work together. Um, in order to get through that that program, and then Elliot and I will will walk around and and help and make sure that that is that is going well. Um, so so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is just just kids starting to get used to the program, seeing you know the flow, and they're more consistent, and um, they're better able to to have relationships with the other students in our class. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's good to watch um, to see them be in more control of their bodies and their minds and, and their relationships and having, you know, positive experiences within relationships. Because sometimes, you know, I think relationships and like you were saying, like a lack of lack of tangible things we can do to, to help ourselves feel better um, contributes to a lot of mental mental illness and a lot of, um, 
you know, mental health concerns. So helping people with those relationships um, and helping them, you know, manage themselves and, and their thoughts and emotions. Um, it's, it's really great. It's awesome to see um, these kids progress over time. I think another cool thing about our program that we see time and time again um, is our age, age range um, and our diversity. Um, we have guys and girls um, of all ages, 10 to 18. Um, so, you know, different opportunities for, for people to, to step up as leaders. You know, sometimes we'll have 10 year olds that can show a high schooler different movements and different things. And, you know, it's not an opportunity um, that kids get every day uh, just to, to be, be a leader within a space. Um, so having opportunities for, for different different kids to to teach other kids things um it, it's cool to watch very very cool yeah i i think those i was just thinking about different scenarios over over time when i was coaching is that someone comes in and and it, and it looks like it'd be simple to do a back squat um it would be simple to do something like that but for whatever reasons the the movement they're thinking they're overthinking whatever and they're you know their heels keep coming up and and um, and then then when you break that exercise down into smaller pieces, get them familiar with uh, the movement, what it feels like, and then all of a sudden, you know, a few weeks later, they're 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 mastering that movement, and and then they remember what they did, and then they show someone else, this is how they learned how to do it. Right. And um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty cool experience, and 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 their level of confidence because they go from being intimidated by something and frustrated to working through it and now being able to come to a, play, a place of, of mastery. So Right, right. And it really builds, you know, a sense of self-confidence, you know, that we can apply to, to other life areas. If you can be successful, you know, lifting these weights, what else can we be successful in? You know, what relationships can we be more successful in? And you know, what, what school work can we be more successful in? You know, it, it just allows us to, to build um, on the progress that we, that we make within the gym. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, and I know probably the same thing for you is that it's, it's the same formula it, of, of being able to have a desire to accomplish something and then being willing to learn what are the specific steps breaking down the steps for that movement and so it ends up becoming very similar for schoolwork or relationships or um, whatever it is that may may need to achieve so so nick i you know i really appreciate what you and elliot are doing um what is the best way um for if someone wanted to get a hold of you or get get in contact with um you know signing their signing their their student up for something like how do they go about doing that yeah, so we, we have a website, rockfordbarbell.com. Um, we have contact information for both Elliot and I, emails and, and phone numbers there. Um, you can also reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're on those two. Um, but our sign up, everything is on rockfordbarbell.com. So if you're interested in signing up for either our yoga or our weightlifting uh, programs, um, these programs are free um, for any kid 10 to 18. Um, and yeah, all the signups are done through rockfordbarbell.com. Perfect. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, Nick, I really appreciate your, your, your commitment to helping our youth and, and utilizing the things that you know that helped you um, be able to share that with other people. So thank you. <clears throat>
No, yes. I'm joking. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having for having both Elliot and I. Uh, we we appreciate it and and like getting our message out um, and how we can support our our community, you know, through our through our kids. Perfect. Um, if you have someone who may be interested in learning more about Rockford Barbell or about what Nick or Elliot are doing, um, definitely reach out to RockfordBarbell.com. Um, and and look over their program, make some comments, be able to encourage and spread the word. But people are at the grassroots making a difference for our youth and making a difference for our community. Um, as always, I appreciate you being here and I look forward to being with being with you next week.